the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. The following program is pre-recorded. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk radio program here to give you helpful information about issues that can impact your financial life, whether you're working or already in retirement. And um, we are sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is an Ohio registered fiduciary fee-based planning firm of what you think of as a traditional financial planning firm that uses math models and helps people um, who are working know uh, when they can realistically afford to retire or if they pick a retirement date, how does that translate to this lifestyle or what they can realistically afford to spend during their retirement years. And also combining that with long-term tax planning, creating income as tax efficiently as possible. We help people determine um, using these math models, what growth rate is appropriate or what is needed to make things work um, and your financial long- longevity to be okay. Because sometimes people are, we're not investment advisors, um, but sometimes we've um, been building these obje- objective unbiased plans and using these models, we see that people are taking on too much risk than they need to to be okay. And also sometimes people are not taking enough risk because maybe they lost in 2008. Um, and then people who are retired, it's getting into distribution of company or tax qualified assets and the timing of these things, addressing financial disruptors, rising healthcare costs, um, market volatility. You know, how do you address that in the modeling income replacement needs. What happens to your spouse if they pre a premature death of a spouse, a long-term care stay or something other catastrophic, you can model in and say, these are the things, how do I address that through planning strategies and concepts? Yeah. Carrie, you know, it's interesting, you know, you, you mentioned the income replacement needs and there, there's actually two ways that we sometimes model that in for our clients. One is the case that if there is a wide age gap between uh, couples, right? Mm-hmm. And I would usually say, you know, eight years or more. Right. Okay. So if, if there's an eight or 10 year age difference or more between a husband and wife, typically that is a scenario where they have a pretty, they have a pretty good chance that the older one is going to predecease, right? Right. Um, and so they're more likely in their base case scenario to model that in. 
you know, and, and, you know, assume that, um, you know, if, if they say, well, Mark, we're both going to get to age 90. Well, that means one's 80 at the first death. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's a difference. Right. You know, in other words, if there's going to be, if you have a pretty good, you know, statistical chance that the survivor is going to be five to 10 years in survivorship, they typically want to build that in up front. In other words, you have to identify what income goes away. That's your, your term income replacement needs. Right. What income goes away at that first death. But you also have to take a look at what expenses go away. Mm-hmm. And that takes a little bit more time. It's, it, it doesn't, doesn't automatically cut in half. Right. But healthcare does, right. which is going to be your largest expense at age 90, probably. Right. Um, other than maybe real estate taxes, but by the way, or, you know, home expenses, but don't go, those don't necessarily go go down just because one of you is gone. Mm-hmm. It, you know, your rent doesn't go down in half if you stay in the same apartment. Right, your real estate taxes don't get cut in half just because of the first death. Maybe, maybe the electricity bill goes down a bit, but yeah, not, I mean, a, not significantly. Yeah, maybe your food bill. Maybe but if you're still, gas, yeah, maybe if you still have two automobiles, but most clients at that age don't have two automobiles. They've already scaled down to one, but whatever. The big expense that goes away is health care. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's and so we can you know project that. But the other, you know, the other way is what is what kind of what you were referring to is uh, the second way that it comes in is, you know, if you don't have a big age discrepancy between husband and wife, okay, then the idea is, um, you know, your plan A, you're not really t- making a call that one's going to die a year before the other. That's not going to be a major change in your plan. So the, usually those couples say, well, let's p- make the plan last at least until our peace of mind for the younger, how, the, how old the younger one's going to be, you know, to 90 or 95 or do I hear 100. But in those situations, once you get that plan A is, then we go and create a plan B, which we call income replacement needs and says, well, yeah, what happens if the first death occurs tomorrow? Okay. Now this is an alternate plan. Right. What do we, what do you need to do? And do you have, sometimes people will run the numbers. They have enough assets accumulated and saved that they're going to be okay. Right. Some people are not. Right. And that's where, you know, so it's, so in either case, you know, one is the idea is in your base case, are you assuming a survivorship for one of the two or not? Then in the second case is, okay, if your base case is running fine, now let's create an alternative case and say, well, what happens if the first death occurs prematurely? Um, and that usually ends up with a discussion of, yeah, like you're saying, do you have enough assets to self-insure that risk? Or we get into a discussion of what's a problem of life insurance that should be, you know, retained going into retirement. Right. And those are the things that we help people look at, even though we do this objective analysis. Um, and we're also known for co- coordination of advisors. If you listen to the show, we believe when we're talking about the growth rate and different things in the plan, let's get the other advisors involved in the pieces they need to do. Sometimes our clients acts at that, as that other advisor because they do it themselves um, to make sure everyone's on the same page. And also it's if you're in retirement or working also, it's the t- things that hit your tax return. Can we pre-plan? I was thinking, Mark, we had a case um, that we're looking ahead because if you're lucky enough to have stock options that you exercise, it's timing based on things also happening in the tax year to do that as tax efficiently as possible because people who have those options know that it can hurt in the year that you exercise those options. Yeah, that's the, that's the okay. good and bad. Right. Right? Um, it's still, I'd rather be paying taxes on stop options than not having right, stop options. Right, but can but, you do it as efficiently as possible and what other strategies can you use? Right. 
Um, and it's putting all this together. Again, we're an Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm. We're a fee-based planning firms. Like our plans, our fees are customized based on the client's needs. We have hourly and retainer options for people who want a little bit of help or a lot of help. And we are accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. We are also on Angie's list and have won the Super Service Award um, for multiple years. So if people want to do due diligence, we've been around for over 30 years um, helping people solve problems, save money and get clarity and peace of mind knowing what needs to happen and are they going to be okay when things can happen. And we offer a free consultation for people who want to come in and see how, if our process is appropriate for you. How can we help? What value can you get from going through the planning process or a specific analysis if it's just hourly? Um, and we've built relationships with long-term clients. We have a group of clients in their 90s and we've worked with their kids. And in some cases, a few now we're working with the grandkids. So we look at you know these long-term relationships. A plan is dynamic and changing. And certainly in the maintenance program of our plan, we have clients that come in a few times a year. We have clients that come in once a year um, in the fall. We'll be gearing up for, and we'll be talking on the show, the year-end planning right. and um, tax opportunities and IRA distributions. Yeah, because, um, yeah. Roth in, conversions. Right. In retirement, you know, how much, you know, financial maintenance your plan needs is, is a year-by-year determination. Sometimes you have a real quiet year planned. Other times, Carrie, you have a real busy year planned financially. Right. And we ad- we adjust that. But either way, every year we're sending to our clients, here's your net worth. Let's get that updated. Let's look at your tax return. Are you on track? Are you ahead of plan? Are you short of plan? And... um we want that long-term relationship and we're a resource to our clients as those issues come up. Um, and we offer that free consultation. You can call to get that scheduled or scheduling now through fall. And, um, it's, and we can do that by phone or in person. And you can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Leave a voicemail. We'll, we'll we will call you back on Monday. That's 440-239-2090. Or you can visit financialfoodforthought.com. We have some new classes scheduled for fall. We have September 18th is the IRA Roth and Tax Qualified Asset Planning class. We'll talk a lot about this issue as we gear up for year-end planning, and it's for people 59 and a half or older that have IRAs, company plans, or similar tax-qualified assets, talking about strategies to minimize the uh, long-term tax impact of these assets, Roth contributions versus conversion rules, how minimum required distribution often creates more tax dollars for the government, what are alternatives? We'll show you a sample case. If you follow minimum required distribution, um, in general, you'll see how much you get to spend or that K in that case study, how much you get to, how that person got to spend, how much goes to the government and how much is left. Yeah, Gary, that I, I was combining the, it with. Yeah, you. I think the third leg of that's the most important or I don't know if the most important, the most shocking to people who have never seen where the required minimum distribution is taking them, you know, based on their numbers, not their neighbor's number Mm -hmm. or or not, you know, some text case example. In other words, if you really want to customize this, you got to use your own numbers, right? In other words, how much do you have in these tax qualified plans are going to be subject to the RMD rules? What rate of return your investment advisor is, is, is telling you that, you know, is an, is a conservative realistic number to use. And, you know, basically, you know, 
how long do you think you're going to live? In other words, but uh, when we started showing people saying like, if we said, okay, do you understand what, you know, do you know what the balance of your IRA is going to be at age 90? If you just follow the required minimum distribution rules, most of them don't really know a number. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you come in for a free consultation, by the way, we'll run that number if you have these assets and show you. Right. If you if you you know you want to go to one of our classes, you right. can and, see the example. Right, uh, and that's on September eighteenth. It's at three p.m. in Middleburg Heights. Then we have the retirement planning class for retirees and people nearing retirement. We're focusing on all these issues that impact your lifestyle and long term financial stability. We're going to talk about headlines um, that apply to this class. Uh, well, it's one- like our the class. Is- is right out of the right. headlines. Well, I laughed. I said this week, um, Mark, I was telling you on on Fox Business on their homepage, it said 10 mistakes that can sabotage your retirement. Not seven, 10. Because you know, there's a lot of sevens right. out but there on the internet. There are the things that we talk about right. every day. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, what are some we're, of them? We're going to talk about, yeah, uh, not considering the impact of taxes in retirement. Mm. Not considering the impact of health care costs. Yeah. We... <laughs> Not considering the impact of long-term care costs. Okay, let's stop on the long-term care one, Carrie, because here's here's just some here's a handful of articles just recently on what is probably the biggest threat to your successful retirement: the long-term care issue. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, Americans will struggle to grow old at home. The retirement cost is inevitable and can be insanely expensive. This report shows why you should worry about long-term care in your old age. Finding solutions to the growing caregiver crisis. Crisis it is. Um, the impossible reality of long-term care planning. is, is that, Some people, that's their, you know, they think it's just impossible. There's no solution. Right. Well, in fact, there's about eight solutions. If you're saying you can only think of one or two, come into the mm-hmm. class. We'll talk about eight possible solutions. Um, don't let long-term care costs devastate your retirement. You know, America is running out of family caregivers just when it needs them most. We've right. talked about that. You know, with 10,000 baby boomers, you know, uh, turning, you know, set, the oldest ones right now are turning right. 71 about. Um, you know, in 15 years, you know, let's say uh, the government's, you know, statistics say, you know, seven out of 10 are going to need this type of care. Let's say some of them die. So let's say there's six, 15, you know, 10, 15 years, let's say 15 years from now, there's 6,000 baby boomers a day checking into long term care care who's going to take care of them that's huge they're already a shortage now and, and by the way that six thousand a day checking in carry that's going to go on straight for 19 years well that's a big issue because anybody who's dealt with a family member or somebody that you make decisions at home health care agencies are short-staffed nursing homes are short-staffed i mean it, it's a problem now um but another one let's see the long-term care i laugh the one that you've talked about you've done whole segments on mark is not having adequate liquidity or an emergency fund yeah um Uh, how many times i'm thinking of a case we had and we've had a few of them over the years it was a few years ago where we when people even come in for um after they started the process we asked for the tax return or the latest and we saw a huge and it was before um minimum required distribution 
but they took a huge tax hit or they took a huge withdrawal from their IRA, which threw them over the Medicare B thresholds. It threw them into a higher tax where their capital gains were taxed. They took a lot out of their IRA because they treated it as emergency fund. They bought a new car. They had a roof replacement and some other, I forgot what it was, on their yeah. home. The other one, Carrie, I talk about too is the the client. If you've got a lot of taxable investments, you know, investments that are not tax deferred in in tax qualified plans being tax deferred. Okay, what happens during the year matters for your taxes Mm -hmm. in a taxable account. So over the years and we try to warn and 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 this is the coordinated advisors, I can't say how important it is, is you know, we have a client typically where their investment advisor Maybe, you know, going through a rebalancing process, right? You know, where they have to, you know, they, they're, they're trying to lock in some capital gains before the next market correction. Mm-hmm. Or because of the run up in the market, they're out of whack allocated. You know, right. they're trying to be 60, 40 or 50, right. 50. But because interest rates have been low, the fixed side hasn't been doing as well. But because we've had a strong market, they're out of whack. You know, their 50, 50 is now 55, 45. Okay. You know, or their 60, 40 is now 70, 30. And so their investment advisor wants to rebalance. Well, if they're going to start selling, that means they have to lock in gains. That's capital gains. It's going to hit your tax return. That's going to go into those thresholds you're trying to stay under. Now, typically what compounds that problem is if that's done, let's say, relatively in the beginning of the year, and you're not keeping track of what your realized year-to-date gain loss is, and then all of a sudden in mid-year or end of year, you say, okay, I need some money to take that Hawaii trip, you know, or my kid's in trouble. I need to, you know, help him bail out, you know, and, and I need 20 grand out of my taxable account. You just call up and say, "Hey, can you get me twenty grand?" And of course, your investment advisor says, "Yeah, I can get you twenty grand." Um, but you know, now, but now because he's when he rebalanced, he reinvested, so that wasn't sitting around in cash. So now you need cash. He's got to sell again. Mm-hmm. And okay, and chances are he's not going to sell what he just bought. He's going to sell other things that could create more capital gains. So all of a sudden, now, boom, you're over your threshold. See, this is where court advisors are so important. You know, are you having these discussions? You know, are you are you trying are you getting your advisors talking to one another so we can solve your problems or solve, you know, come up with solutions that don't cause you more tax problems. All right. And that's a great example of how the planning that we do, even though it's comprehensive, coordinated, and customized, but it's little things that we look at in such detail that makes the big difference in tax savings or net spendable dollars. But those are examples that we talk about the class. A big one is the retirement rules you often hear about that are often misused and misunderstood. That class is on October 3rd. It's on a Wednesday at six o'clock in Independence. Both classes are free to attend. There's a great workbook included. So if you want general information, come out to the classes. There's good, helpful information. Or if you want individual questions um, answered and a look at our process, you can call the estate planning team for a free consultation. That's 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. You listen to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 33 years. And we do it one plan, one family at a time. 
So, um, are you, did you say you're cutting out early for the Ohio sales tax holiday? Did you say you're cutting oh, out? Oh, I keep forgetting about that. I did see a sign this week. But. Yeah, it started on Friday. Mm-hmm. I think it goes to Monday. Is it now four days? Is that possibly true? I didn't know. I thought I know Target sign I thought I was running out the other night getting a yeah. birthday present, but it was, I didn't yeah. realize it it's, was four days. I think it's four days. I think it's Friday through Monday. Hmm. Uh, but don't quote me on that, but I mean, I know it's at least through Sunday, yeah. but I think it also- Isn't any, it's any school supplies right clothing clothing okay um yeah um it's been a huge success i know oh yeah um i mean they'll they'll probably make it a week thanks for the reminder i probably should jump Um, on that um all right so um what else um we had the jobs report Ah, summer doldrums you know i don't know it's kind of a snooze fest yesterday with the jobs report i mean Okay, the consensus was 193,000, you know, new non-farm payrolls. It came in weak at 157, but, you know, there was a revision from the, you know, previous months that added another 59,000. Eh, ho-hum, you know, no, no surprise. I mean, unemployment rate, exactly where consensus was. It ticked back down to 3.9. Um, wage growth. About as weak as what was planned, you know, year over year, two point seven percent. Nothing really surprising no. or exciting. You know, and, and and I don't think the markets really moved um, one way or the other. I, I you know, I, it was a snooze fest. You know, I and so I I don't know if we've now switched and it's no longer about jobs, mm-hmm. and it's more maybe about trade. Um, and we'll see. Now, what else happened? Speaking, well, the Federal Reserve. Okay. Early in the week, no surprises there. They did not raise interest rates, right? Um, but they still say they're on pace that they could still raise once, if not twice in the remainder of this year. Um, but you know, again, um, Jerome Powell, you know, the new Fed chairman saying, I got this under control. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. Um, we're not going to overheat the economy and we're, and we are going to continue to raise rates cautiously. All right. Now, there was a little bit of a hubbub with him and Trump, right? Because mm-hmm. President Trump earlier was not pleased about the Fed's raising rates in the same time that he's trying to, you know, put, you know, start a trade war with China. Right. All right. Um, why? Well, um, you know, if because the basic the idea is that the Fed raises rates too fast, it could halt growth. But if it moves too slow, the economy could overheat and ignite a rapid spiral of price increases. Uh, promoting a uh, prompting a recession um you know uh you know trump's assertion is that increasing borrowing costs the fed is frustrating his efforts to juice the economy and a, and wage a trade war using tariffs okay um higher interest rates lead foreign investors to invest more in u.s bonds driving up the dollar that makes imports cheaper undercuts the impact of trump's tariffs and increases the trade deficit so, you know, there was a little thing about, you know, was Trump trying to control too much of the Fed? They're supposed to be independent, right? Um, now, of course, you know, the Swamp King, you know, Treasury Secretary uh, Munition came out and said, oh, no, 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 no. We're not putting any, you know, undue pressure on the Feds. They're totally independent. Okay. Um, we'll see. Um, so, you know, what else? Um, you know, we, we were talking earlier in the year. Carry you know with the the tax cuts and jobs act right is it says you know it, it's really a two part tax 
year season this mm-hmm. year the first part was to get your 2017 tax return done right and to find out whether you owe or getting a right. refund and also to you know to identify what your previous year safe harbor is you know mm-hmm. if you're for estimated purposes but instead of we're in a normal year you would just put everything away until you know march you know the following march you can't do that this year Okay. okay, because we have a new tax law starting in 2018. And the idea is you have to, you know, or at least our recommendation is that right. you've got to find out how the new tax law is affecting you. By the way, don't ask your neighbor how it's affecting them. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that. Okay. Um, you, you know, don't ask your coworker what, what, what withholding changes, uh, or estimated tax payment changes they made based on a new tax law. Because, you know, I don't know if it's, it matters what compared to what you're doing. All right. So you have to find out, you know, what it's what the new law is going to do to you. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, now, so who should be coordinating that with you? Well, obviously, if, if you're your tax you're, preparer, you're ta- that'd be a good person. So has your tax preparer, you, you know, gotten back to you, you know, because they always go on vacation, you know, after the, right. the filing deadline, after the crazy they're, but they're hours. getting back to work now. Right. So, you know, have they gotten back to you and say, hey, Mrs. Smith, you know, it's time we, we got to, you know, look and see, you know, um, you know, whether or not, it, you know, you've got the right amount of withholding going on, you know, to cover your, your whatever safe harbor you're going to use, either the previous year safe harbor or current year safe harbor, you know, based on the new tax law. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, you know, if you so and we we've, we've been saying that, you know, the, the problem is that if you're working, you know, W-2 employee, um, chances are your payroll department adjusted your federal withholding back in February, maybe March, maybe January. But the, the idea is they they might have changed, lowered your federal withholding without your input. Mm hmm. Okay, Um, because normally if the payroll department's going to change withholding, a lot of times it's prompted by a new W-4 form that you submit to your payroll department. Do you remember the old W-4 form, Carrie, right? right. That's, you know, it was based on how many exemptions like you were claiming. like a third of a page. Now, here's the issue. The new tax law got rid of exemptions. So, so quite frankly, the W-4 form, that the old one that's sitting in your payroll department's file meaningless. is meaningless. Okay, now um, the Treasury and the IRS rigor marode a table, a conversion table, you know, because again, remember the new W four form; it wasn't even out until March, right? And even when they got it, it was three or four. Pages. Oh, and nobody was, used it, and no. they, they're trying to revise it now because the first one was so confusing; nobody used it. I don't know how many listeners even ever did. You ever even see the new W four form? Did your payroll department even send it to you? Probably not, uh, um, I, but guess a lot of people are made to get buried in your email. Um, but either way, they made changes based on software yeah, updates. Yeah, the government gave them the green light. And then they, their software programs did updates. Okay. Um, now, um, and so so now um, we, we have, uh, you know, and so the idea was what we were saying all year is this is the second half of the tax plan, okay? In other words, now, you know, the year's half done. You know, if you have not done this yet, we recommend that this is a good um, exercise to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, first, you know, determine whether you want to use, you know, the previous year safe harbor or the current year safe harbor. Now, remember, the previous year safe harbor, what we're talking about, Carrie, is, you know, having enough taxes paid in. Right. So even if you end up owing on April 15th, you're, you're not hit with the penalty. You're not charged an underestimated penalty. And there's two safe harbors that we call it that says as long as you've got a certain amount of paid in, you won't be charged underestimated penalty. Um, 
Now, the first one is very simple. It's the previous year safe harbor. That says, hey, as long as you pay 100% of last year's tax, you're covered. Now, there is that's one. That's the easiest one. Right, now, there is one caveat to that rule, and that's if, if in the previous year your adjusted gross income was in excess of $150,000, for federal purposes, you've got to bump up to 110%. Okay. Ohio is 100%. Now, that's the easiest and safest one to use. The current year safe harbor, you know, but if you're in a situation where you've done your homework or your or your CPA has done it or your uh, enrolled agent or whoever, if you've done your homework and you said, hey, this new tax law has given me a windfall, right? the, my, my 2018 tax is going to be a lot less than my 17 tax. Then you definitely don't want to pay based on your previous year safe harbor because then you may get a refund, but those aren't always good because right. your money could be working for you for expenses or growth or whatever during the the tax year. Right. So you may want to jump over to a current year safe harbor. Which is a little trickier. A little trickier because now you've got to guesstimate every single line on your tax return. Mm-hmm. You know, from in, you know, not only from wages, you know, interest, dividends, capital gains, um any IRA distributions, any pensions, you know, um, you know, as well as by the way, schedule A, itemized deductions right. was completely changed with the new tax law. You know, are you now going to still be able to itemize? Are you now getting the standard? All right. Um, So that all has to be worked into a current year safe harbor. You can't use last year's tax law to estimate this year's tax. You've got to get the software that's running the 2018 under the new Mm -hmm. tax law. All right. Um, Now. Um, so under a current year safe harbor, obviously it's harder. And so the government realizes that you don't have to hit it exactly. They give you a 10% buffer. So basically, as long as you've got at least 90% of your current tax paid in, you're covered. All right. That's all the background. Now, what's the issue? So the issue is, um, you know, the, uh, congressional budget office. All right. Um, you know, they just came out with a study, Carrie, and they are estimating that 30 million taxpayers are going to be too low on withholding. Ouch. That's a lot of people. That's about 21% of U.S. taxpayers. Ugh, that's a lot of not okay. happy people. Um, congressional auditors say about 30 million people, 21% of U.S. taxpayers, will have to come up with more money to pay their 2018 taxes next year because their employers withheld too little from their paychecks under government tables key to the new tax law. Right, which it's government tables, not necessarily the employer. Right, But here, don't blame your payroll department. Right, they're doing what based on the government tables. If you didn't submit to them the new W-4 form? That's on you. All right, um... Millions of American workers started getting fatter paychecks early this year as employers withheld less money in anticipation of lower taxes under the law. All right. Um, Now, the Treasury Department and the IRS are responsible for updating the tax withholding tables each year. Okay. Um, It's interesting, though. You know, um, the government report, the government auditor said that the Treasury and the IRS currently don't lay out in writing their roles and responsibilities. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, the auditors recommend that they do so in the future. And the Treasury and the IRS has agreed to think about that. Oh. Okay. Um, um, now, um, now, of course, some of the Democratic senators 
are bringing this up, right? You know, because they oh, weren't yeah. very happy with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, right? Um, and, you know, uh, Ron Wyden, you know, out of Oregon and, you know, Richard Neal, Massachusetts, they asked the, you know, the government auditors to analyze the withholding tables under the new Republican tax law to make sure workers' paychecks weren't being widely under withheld. Okay. Um, you see any uh, liability coming? Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Um, now, of course, uh, Treasury Secretary Stephen Munition, speaking at a White House press briefing earlier this year, dismissed that notion as ridiculous. Um, well, now we have the report that says $30 million are going to be That's a lot. That's not. Um, are you one of them? Do you know? Okay. I would guess um, a lot of people don't know. Now, um, okay, so... If you, um, so that's the idea saying, you know, right now, you know, you may want to take a thermometer reading on whether you think you've got enough withholding going on to cover either one of your safe harbors. Now, by the way, you don't have to tell the government which one you're using uh, as long as you meet one of them. Right. Um, but so, you know, so for all our clients, we do this schedule for them because a lot of times we find that their tax repairs aren't doing it. Right. A lot of times the tax- they do the previous year because that's the well, yeah, because- and that's the safest thing to do. Right. But the pre see here's the thing here's the here's the thing. Most software, okay, that the, when they're doing that, they're doing it in April when the previous year's tax return is being done, right? Right. So the software that 99% of the software programs out there are going to default and to the previous year safe harbor, like you're saying. Well, the software can't project current right. year. But the other thing that the software defaults to is the previous year withholding. Unless you alter that, it's going to assume that whatever you had withheld in the previous year is going to be the same amount withheld in the new year. Because it can't know. And considering when they had the W-4 out and the new software, they didn't get it out in January. Right. So chances are that may be a bad assumption if your payroll department lowered your withholding. So even if you're on the exact same pay scale as the previous year, you may have less withholding going on. All right. Um, and now your software doesn't know that. No one told the robot that. Right. And then also it's taking into account, Mark, too. You haven't even talked about the new standard deductions. Were you itemizing before? Right. Can't, you know, what and the loss itemized? of personal exemptions. If you had a few kids running around, that's mm-hmm. major because you're not getting that $4,000 know, um, exemption right. for every one of your four kids. Mm-hmm. And, and and you're thinking, well, yeah, but I I heard the child credit was expanded. Yeah, it was, but you know that you got it. The kids got to be under 17 by the end of the year to get right. that. Um, you know, and 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 there's also income phase outs. So they're high, but you know. So in either case, it's a different ball game, right? Mm-hmm. So what you have to do, at least what we recommend and what we're doing for our clients is we're now we're working, we're, we're working with their CPAs and their tax repairs. And we're saying, okay, we're, we're, we're spearheading that. We're saying, cause a lot of the clients we talk to, Carrie, we ask them and say, well, has your CPA gotten back to you about, and, and no, they haven't talked to anything about the new tax right. law. It's like, well, let's call them up and let's schedule a three-way phone call, right? right. And, and, and let's lay it out. Let's say, okay, he, you know, first of all, you know, let's start building a pro forma for 2018 based on the new law. Let's do a thermometer reading. Let's get year-to-date pay stubs or if you're getting a pension. See, that's the other problem too, Gary. A lot of people are on pensions, but they don't get monthly pay stubs, mm-hmm. pension stubs, right? right? Um, you have to request that. And I've noticed some of the clients have said the pensions, didn't make any changes. Some didn't. Some didn't. Some, Some did. Didn't. 
It, you know, don't ask your neighbors what but they don't did. Don't assume that they did make the adjustments. Yeah, because you might not be on the same pension plan as your neighbor. All right. Um, you know, so the idea is, you know, you know, getting your own and then you might have to ask, you may have to call up, you know, the custodian of your pension and say, hey, can you give me year to date numbers? You know, how much, you know, do I have in with federal withholding year to date and how much are you currently doing per pay? And then you have, and if you're wage, and if you're working W two, you know, you just take your latest pay stuff, mm-hmm. okay. And then you extrapolate that to the end of the year to get what you're on pace to have in total withholding for the year. Now you compare that to whichever safe harbor you've decided to use, either the previous year's safe harbor or a current year safe harbor. And if you have too much withholding or too little withholding. You now adjust, but the, here's the problem: you're running out of paychecks to adjust. Right, and these are example of the little things that we look at that can be big, and those you know making sure that people don't make these mistakes or don't take advantage of opportunities. Part of what we do with the estate planning team, again, because we're always looking to, for our clients one to accomplish their financial goals, but. Can they use the opportunities and what strategies can they use to get more net benefit, which can translate either into tax savings or more net spendable dollars by understanding the options, the choices, the impact of their decisions. And the big point is if I make a decision today, what's the long-term tax effect? What's the long-term financial effect? And the estate planning team offers a free, no obligation consultation for people who want to come in and look at these issues. We also have the fall planning classes, the IRA, Roth and tax qualified asset planning class on September 18th at three o'clock in Middleburg Heights. It's free to attend, but we do ask that you pre-register or Wednesday, October 3rd at 6 p.m. And independent is our class for retirees and people nearing or thinking about their future retirement and issues that affect their lifestyle and long-term financial stability, common financial disruptors, retirement rules that are often misused and misunderstood and much more. And that's 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Now, if you find that or if you, you know, you don't make any changes because you think it's not affecting you, and you find you get the bad news when your tax preparer prepares your tax return, or if you're doing it yourself, you know when you do your your home software, um, and you find that you're underpaid, and you get some fan mail back from the IRS saying you owe an underestimated penalty. What do you do? All right. Well, don't panic. All right. First of all, it might not be that bad because it's might not be big dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, if it is big dollars. You have the dreaded 666 penalty, which, you know, could be big penalties um, for major underpays. Um, but, you know, no, understand your taxpayer rights, right? Um, and so there is some um, penalty relief for first-time abusers, Carrie. First-time abusers. Sounds like the opiate <laughs> Okay. Um, so you may qualify for a penalty waiver under the IRS's first-time abate program. Okay. So the IRS will okay a waiver of the late filing and late payment penalties for filers who pay or arrange to pay the tax due and have been tax compliant for the past three years. Okay. Okay. Um. You know, so, you know, that, you know, so do so, the right thing and we won't punish you. Right. Now, 
Well, in other words, so if, if bad. It, because uh, I think of some of the, you know, of the 21% of American right. taxpayers are going to be underpaid. I think a lot of them may want to get this uh, little uh, abate. Uh, oh, I think so. Uh, ready to go, right? Um, assuming that so maybe they'll just submit it with a tax return. Well, a lot of people, I think there's a, I think that article, I think a lot of people are saying the government, they're going to have to eat it. Mm hmm. Because they, basically they're saying, saying waive the penalties. Yeah, that that everyone's going to go free. I'm not saying that. I don't know. Right. Um. But um. We'll see. Thirty millions. A lot of people that are impact could be impacted. Um. Now. Um. But they also say you know even before you file the the first time abate program because if you use that you can't then use that again. Right. right. I mean you know for three more years right. So they don't want you to play your wild card yet. Right. You know, experts say first try to get out of it. You know, do the. So use that as a last resort. Yeah. The first thing is you always ask for forgiveness because of, you know, um, you didn't My know. My payroll department because of the government tables. Yeah. Um, so they say you first, you know, go down that path. Mm-hmm. And then if Makes they. Sense. And so then, you're saying save the other one. Yeah. And save the first time a base program you never if know you can. When. All right. Um, but in either case, tr- why even get into that position? You still have half the year to adjust withholding if we think you're, it's right. a problem. But time's running out. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, also, all right. So if you've been listening to the show, and by the way, you know, if you, uh, well, if you've listened to the show the last couple of weeks, we've been doing a little series on the 401k, right? Because it's mm-hmm. the 40th birthday of the right. 401k. And it may be getting a facelift um, mm-hmm. from the government for its 40th birthday. So this is we've been talking about this last couple of weeks. If you if you've missed the last couple of weeks and go, you, you can always go back because the radio station, you know, has our podcasts, mm-hmm. you know, on and, you know, you just you go to the radio station, WHK 1420, the answers website. And you just look for the tab that says I, local podcast, I think it says or local programming, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll find it on there. And click and you find us on the saturday morning 9 a.m and they'll have some of the previous shows so you can go back and kind of look at that so you know and we've been talking about this because i don't know if the government is going to make changes to the 401k i kind of doubt that it's not really going to happen because um there's no you know bipartisanship in the government right now um but, you know, it, it, they could. But, you know, it, it just leads to the fact that, you know, what should you be doing with perhaps your 401k, right? Um, and it, one of the things that they're talking about, the government, is, that, is, that, is they're trying to, to get incentive, more incentive for, you know, pre-retirees to save for their retirement Part of the changes they're talking about is that there there would be more ways to get money out before retirement for emergencies. Which is some people are hesitant to put some in their company plan, not knowing they may need it for an emergency or, right. or liquidity needs. Or, you know, or, yeah. And and, um, and so or, we've we've seen the government make movements in that area. I mean, for just recent examples. You know, the five, the, the college savings, the 529 plan, right, Carrie? You know, one of the new changes there is that you can use up to $10,000 a year for pre college. Okay. Okay. Um, that was one of the new rules, you know, mm-hmm. making, you know, so you could use that for, uh, you know, private elementary school or private high school before, you know, using it for college. 
Um, another one is, you know, where, you know, you always, you know, even if, if you had a 401k, there was a way that you could borrow on it, right? Um, actually, there were, you know, there were maybe two ways you could get money out of a 401k before actual retirement. One was taking a loan, right? Which I was just, you know, or, you know, sometimes you could get a hardship withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Um, a loan is more, is more, happens more often. Right. The hardship is tough to get, but, um, you know, but the, one of the problems with, by loan and making a loan on your 401k is that, you know, uh, you know, it was limited, right? So I think was, the limit was up to $50,000 or half of your right. account, you know, whichever is less. Okay. Um, and it was, and it was available for not only the 403Bs, you know, 401Ks, obviously, but also, you know, the 457s. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, you, you would have to repay it, right? With right. interest, but it's kind of repaying yourself, right? Right. Because you know, it's kind of going back into your own account. All right. Um, now, but one of the problems was if you lost your job <laughs> without, before you repaid that 401K loan. That's complicated. Okay. Um, because under the old law, um, you, you know, if you left the job for whatever reason, you know, you, um, you know, you ended up, uh, you had 60 days to get that loan paid off. Well, that's a problem. If I needed the loan for liquidity needs, now I have to pay it back. What if I lost my job? I mean, and if you don't, and if you couldn't pay it back in 60 days, did you get the withdrawal penalty then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so the ten percent early withdrawal pen- penalty on top of the taxable ten percent, right? Okay. Um, now, because typically when you're borrowing from a four hundred one k, it's not considered taxable income. I right. mean, that's why people do it. You know, because it's a right. loan. You don't pay, you know, loans aren't considered taxable income. It's to not you. considered a withdrawal because my intention is to pay it back. Um, right. But under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, they um, they gave some relief to that. OK, it's not, you know, so now under the new law, OK, that took effect January 1st of 2018, uh, you have more time. Okay, mm-hmm. so you actually have until October 15th, which is the filing extension date of the, you know, of the following year. Okay. Okay. So typically, if you know if that happened in February of this year, you actually had until October fifteenth of next year to pay back the loan. Okay. And you know, and paying back the loan could mean you know just getting it. You know, it could be getting the money into an IRA because you're mm-hmm. not. You know, or if you went to work for a new company, a new four hundred one k, getting the money into the new four hundred one k. Okay. All right. So that was some of the things. Um, now. Um. And some of the other changes that Congress is talking about is, you know, there's a lot right now, you know, if you're have attained age 70 and a half, you are no longer able to contribute to an IRA. Mm-hmm. OK, um, that they're trying to change. You know, it's, it's funny now because Roth IRAs, you can still do it. Right. If, if you, you, have, earned you know, income. if you have the earned income and you're not over the um, income limits now. Remember, right. you know, so, you know, sometimes. So remember, you know. There's a phase out for making, you know, either, you know, tax deductible IRA contributions and Roth IRA contributions. Mm-hmm. Now, the phase out for Roth IRA contributions, you know, married jointly, that's starting at 189,000 and maxing out at 199,000. A single um, Roth IRA contribution limit is, you know, starts phasing out at 120,000 and maxes out at 135,000. One that catches a lot of people if you're married filing separate. 
See, one of the penalties for Mary filing separate, if you're trying to do Roth IRA contributions, you're phased out at $10,000. Okay, so that's we have, that's caught right. a lot of people in the best. Um, now, um, so in either case, um, but... The IRA. So, so one of the things they're talking about is, you know, it's still, you know, because again, people are working <laughs> past mm-hmm. sixty-five. They're working past seventy. Right. And and now, if you're working for your company past seventy, and you're still a participant in the four hundred one k plan, there's no required minimum, and you can still contribute to it. Right. So now, Congress is toying with the idea that why don't they just have the IRAs follow a similar, you know, opportunity? We'll see. I'm not holding my breath. Um. Um, now, one of the things that we talk about at the class of your coming is sometimes, Carrie, you hear about a, a backdoor Roth. Mm-hmm. Have you, you've heard that term before, yeah. right? A backdoor Roth. And that's the idea that if you are, have too much income to fund your Roth IRA contribution, a backdoor Roth is the idea that you can still make a non-deductible IRA contribution. Okay. Mm-hmm. And again, let's assume you're over age 50, so you could do 6,500 a year. Um, all right. The idea is you do the non-deductible IRA contribution, then you immediately convert it over to Roth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because normally it's not a big taxable event because, because you're doing it. Paid- you're doing right. it at a similar at, at the same time frame. Right. Um, and you know, you're not getting a deduction for the non-deductible IRA, just like you don't get a deduction for contributing to a Roth mm-hmm. IRA, but there's a little, a little, you gotta be careful about that because if you have other IRAs, you have to prorate, you know, that, that distribution on 8606 form. If I just lost you, it's too complicated for the radio, right. you know, the coordination between your tax preparer and your financial planner and your, your custodian, you know, who's handling the, the IRAs and the Roths for you. But back to the idea that, um, so, you know, that's out there for, um, regular, uh, you know, that's called a backdoor area. But in the 401ks, I often talk about the barn door Roth. Right. Okay. Um, and that's not, you're not going to find that term in the IRS no. code. That's Mark Donnelly's term. Um, but that's the idea that if you're. That's a bigger opportunity. Yeah. If hence you, the if, barn door. Right. If you're working for a company. And most people are aware that the annual maximum contribution to a tax deductible 401k is, you know, the 24500 That's with the catch-up. Yeah, 18005 plus the 6000 catch-up for over 50. Now, um, but little, there's a little quirk in the law that not people are aware of called excess contributions. And if your company allows it, the code allows it, it's whether your company allows it. Um, that some companies also allow workers to make after-tax contributions to their 401k retirement plans and what's called an after-tax account. Okay. Um, now, and that can be up to where you're talking about a limit total going from the 24-5 up to like 59,000. That's a lot. Of- okay. Um, now, and in, in 2014, the IRS made a ruling that, that, that created this barn door Roth opportunity. And that was saying that, you know, the person's after-tax contributions can now be rolled directly into a Roth IRA, you know, when they retire. Okay. So let's say you do a barn door Roth in any one year. Let's say you do, you know, twice what you could normally do in a Roth. Let's say you do, let's say you do 15,000. 
Okay. Okay. In essence, you know, that's, you know, you're not getting a tax deduction for that. But when you retire, all those that you did, you could just separate that piece from the rest of your 401k and move it directly into a Roth IRA. And now that will never be taxed. And any future growth on that will never be taxed. So it's a huge opportunity. Okay. Um, Now, it's a huge opportunity if you got the cash flow to do it. That's where the cash flow uh, you know, uh, come into plan. So, you know, but sometimes, you know, that, that is, I, I, you know, we've had clients over the years that, um, you know, we've worked with their, uh, plan custodians and, you know, and, and to, you know, to, to do that if, um, if, you know, once we've determined that they've got, you know, the cash flow to do it, you know, so, you know, and Carrie, a lot of times we get the question, um, Mark, are 401ks good or bad? Neither. Yeah, yeah it, it's like that's not maybe real. Now, I mean, I've we've hear that question, but it's never. I don't think it's a, it doesn't make it to us. It doesn't make sense. Right now, you may want to say, "Is my company's four hundred one k plan good or bad?" I mean, so you could look at well, do they have a match? Right, right. you know, um, you know, certainly if they have a match, that would make them good. Um, do they have a? Um, Options. A vesting, right. you know, for the match. You want to know what you don't want. You don't want to quit a year before you're vested. Mm, ouch. Okay. Um, you know, and also maybe how many options are available. Okay. Mm-hmm. In other words, investment options. Right. You know, I guess a good one or I guess a bad one would have very few and a good one would have many. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, you know, you, you could, you know, talk about is your particular 401k good or bad? But in general, no, it's not that 401ks are good or bad. And it's not from the investment side, how much, ri- I mean, you can really control, especially in one that's got 30 options. You, it's your responsibility to control the risk. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a good or bad investment, well, what are you investing in? Are you diversifying? Are you, are you, you know, are you, are you, you know, watching your, your diversification and everything else? But, uh, uh, another maybe opportunity to say is yours a good one or not is do they offer a Roth option? Did right? you ask? Have you asked? Okay. As well as a traditional tax deductible. Now, that's very important. A lot of people are understanding that when you're later in retirement, if you've got more flexibility to raise m- money in retirement, meaning that it doesn't have to all come out as ordinary income out of a, you know, a tax deferred qualified plan, that you've got a Roth option that in years you can mix in some tax free distributions. Mm-hmm. So people are getting that, but what people are missing is it's, it's the, the tax efficiency on the way out is important, certainly, but on the way in, it's important. Absolutely. In other words, if you're determining how much of your contribution should be going into Roth versus traditional, are you watching your thresholds? Because really, you may say, I'm going to split it 50 50 and take a hedge. But before that, maybe if, if doing too much Roth causes a problem, back off on it. Call the estate planning team for the class or free consultation at 440 239 2090. Tune in next week for more financial food for thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.